the vampire at the inn. In a remote Chinese village long ago, there was an old man who, with the aid of his son, kept a roadside inn. One evening, as the gathering shadows grew long and black, four weary travelers arrived and asked the landlord for a night's lodging. To their dismay, the old man refused their request, explaining that all the rooms were filled. But as it had become quite dark while they talked, and there was nowhere else for them to go, the men implored the innkeeper to make room for them anywhere he could. Seeing that the four were genuinely distressed, the old man offered to put them up in a small outbuilding situated near the women's quarters. The strangers were greatly relieved, and followed their host, who led the way carrying a small oil lamp in one hand. Now it happened that the innkeeper's daughter-in-law had died that day, and her corpse was laid out in the very room to which he led his unsuspecting guests. She was dressed in ceremonial paper robes and lying on a makeshift wooden bier in deep shadow at the far end of the chamber. Near the door were four simple cots and a plain wooden table upon which he placed the flickering smoky oil lamp. Then, taking his leave, he withdrew as quickly as he could without arousing suspicion and returned to the inn. The four lodgers were so exhausted they did not notice the corpse with which they were sharing quarters. Flinging themselves upon their couches, three of the men were soon sound asleep. The fourth, however, felt a strange premonition and lay awake staring at the eerie shadows cast by the sputtering lamp. He had finally begun to doze off when suddenly he heard a creaking noise accompanied by the rustling of paper. Not daring to move anything but his eyes, he glanced sideways in the direction of the ominous sounds. By now, he had become accustomed to the murky darkness, and he saw at once what was happening. Fingers of ice seemed to grip his heart as he realized that there was a corpse in the room. Worse yet, the dead body of the girl was rising stiffly from the bier, the dim light revealing the ghastly pallor of her lifeless face. Paralyzed with terror, the poor man beheld the animated corpse standing upright. In the next moment, the dreadful creature began gliding unmistakably toward the three who slept. As she reached the first man, she bent silently over him and exhaled in his face. She rose up and repeated her action over the second and third sleepers. The fourth man, by now half dead with fright, pulled the covers over his face, held his breath, and listened for what seemed a veritable eternity. A chill came over him as she approached his bed and bent down as she had over the others. But then, hearing footsteps recede, he stealthily peeked out from beneath his coverlets and saw her ascend the bier and stretch out, corpse-like, as before. For a few moments, the man lay still. Then, ever so cautiously, he stretched out one foot and kicked the nearest of his companions. But he shuddered, for it was like touching a dead man. By now, the unhappy fellow had no thought but of flight. Moving as softly as he could, he reached for his clothing so that he could make a dash for the door. But no sooner had he reached under the bed than once again he heard that awful creaking and rustling. Instinctively, he buried his head beneath the covers again and held his breath as he had done before. After what seemed to be an eternity, the corpse came to him a second time and bent down to breathe its foul and deadly breath upon his face. Finally, it retreated to the far end of the chamber and resumed its place upon the bier. Now, wasting not an instant, 
the traveler seized his clothes and dashed to the door as fast as he could. But he was not alone. The dead girl, too, leaped to her feet and followed him into the night. Outdoors, the man plunged wildly into the darkness, shrieking at the top of his lungs. There was no one to hear him but his ghostly pursuer, who was close upon his heels. Raising his voice as he passed the end door was to no avail. His screams went unheeded. Madly, he kept running toward the main road which led to the city. With the corpse keeping up its pace, the fleeing man looked about desperately for a place to hide. Suddenly, he noticed a small roadside monastery, and, rushing up to the gate, he pounded with all his might. But alas, the priests inside knew not what to make of this unexpected tumult, and would not open the door. By now, the corpse was only yards away. In desperation, the man ran toward a huge willow tree that stood nearby, and just in time, for the dead girl reached the tree at the precise moment her quarry managed to dodge to one side. It now became a deadly game. The corpse, her eyes glowing fiercely like live coals, tried to seize her victim with demoniac ferocity. But each time she moved to the left, he would rush to the right. And so it went until both were panting hoarsely at the brink of exhaustion. Then both the vampire and her intended victim stood motionless, staring at each other. He in mortal terror, she with the cold rage of an unnatural monster. Suddenly, she lunged forward with outstretched arms to seize her victim once and for all. The man, believing that his end had finally come, fell backward, senseless, to the ground. The corpse crashed into the tree with the force of a charging tiger. By now, the priests, who had been hearing the shrieks and moans, rushed out to find the cause of the disturbance. They found the unconscious stranger lying beside the tree and carried him to the monastery. By daybreak, they succeeded in bringing him to his senses at which time he told of his horrible ordeal. When the sun was shining brightly, they went out to investigate the tree and there found the corpse of the girl hanging limply to the trunk. The local magistrate was summoned at once and, upon arriving, he ordered that the body be removed. This was impossible at first, so deeply were her long fingernails embedded in the tree. Finally, she was detached and word of the night's dreadful events were sent to the inn where, by now, the other three travelers had been found dead. The innkeeper had the body of his daughter-in-law brought back, and the man who had survived requested that he be given a certificate attesting to the truth of his tale. The magistrate complied with the man's wishes, and he was accordingly sent home.